0: Everyone and welcome to our podcast. My name is Emily.
1: My name is Chance.
0: My name is Yuki. My name is Scarlett. My name is Ayami. And our podcast is on some theories of the land bridge. There are many theories as to how people migrated from modern-day Alaska and Russia. Today, we're going to focus on only two theories that we found interesting. One of the theories we are talking about is the Bering Land Bridge, which is basically what is taught in all of our schools. The other theory is the Kelp Highway Theory. Both are interesting topics with intriguing evidence. Today, we're going to start with the Bering Land Bridge Theory.
1: The Bering Land Bridge theory has been widely accepted and taught, and it is a theory of how the American continents were inhabited. As we learned in class, this theory was first introduced by a Spanish missionary named Fray José de Acosta. The theory states that the Bering Strait was once home to a piece of land that connected the Asian continent to North America. This piece of land was called Beringia. It is believed that people crossed over Beringia in pursuit of game and other resources during the last ice age, which took place between 1.75 million to about 10,000 years ago, according to the National Park Service. And during this ice age, there was low sea levels, which is what allowed Beringia to exist. According to Scientific American, it is even believed that people lived on Beringia itself, which is said to have been popular because of its abundance of wood, which kept people warm. As you can imagine, this was a popular commodity during the last ice age. As we learned in class, it is believed that there were a few waves of migration that went back and forth between Asia and North America. It is interesting to think that Serpent Polar's people spread all the way from Alaska to the tip of South America, and how groups split off to make hundreds of different and unique cultures.
2: As we mentioned before, the Land, t- land Bridge theory was proposed in 1590 by the Spanish missionary Fray Jose de Acosta. He produced the first written record to suggest a land bridge connecting Asia and North America. It rejected many of the theories proposed by his contemporaries. He believed that the hunter from Asia and crossed into North America via a land bridge or narrow strait located far to the north. He thought, that, he, he thought the land bridge was still in exist, existence during his lifetime. In 1700s, Danish explorer Vitas Bering and British explorer Captain James Cook made voyages. While Bering found that there was land and even people across the border, people who have been trading and traveling across the Bering Strait for thousands of years. Cook confirmed the existence of present-day Alaska. As news about their travel reached all over the world, theories of human migration between Asia and North America gained strength. Beginning in the early 1800s, American scientists and naturalists started investigating archeological sites. The results suggest that people hadn't originated in North America but had populated the continent from another place. Various animals and plants are known to have existed on the East Siberian and Alaska continent around the last glacial period. This would almost never happen without the Bering Land Bridge robbing the existence of the bridge. It was believed that people of the Clovis culture were the first to cross the bridge, but the latest research suggests that this may not be the case. There are several theories about human migration to North America.
3: What's interesting about the fringe layering theory is that since it's been around so long, it has the most evidence for it. Yeah. And new evidence is just constantly being discovered as well. It's not like they have the original evidence and then they never looked at it again. It's they constantly are finding new things. And, you know, sometimes it approves it, but sometimes it opens up more possibilities, which is what I'm talking about today with the kelp theory highway. The Kelp Highway Theory was proposed in 2007, and it's similar to the Coastal Highway Theory that was proposed in the late 1970s. They are similar, but not the same. What's similar between them is that they both suggest movement by water. The difference is how they were navigated. The Kelp Highway Theory essentially states that while ice sheets were melting, there are people to arrive on what now we call Americas by boat. They would travel down the Pacific shore and use all the abundant coastal resources to do so. They could travel great periods or great geographical distances and just go wherever they wanted by boat. It wasn't like they had to stop instead of camp. They could just keep going and going. While the Brangia land theory remains pretty popular, this Cal theory has gotten really popular as well, especially because more and more evidence is being found. A new theory getting this much popularity, I think, raises some questions about other theories. And we're not talking about to them today, but there are many from many different cultures, Some are oral, some are written, some have a lot of evidence, but they're all, you know, equally interesting. We just chose these two because they're just getting more popularity. And in terms of science, I think that this is probably considered relatively new, even though it is 2007, Um, especially since, you know, the Brindian land theory is at least 400 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Since this theory is one of the newer theories, evidence is still being looked for, but I think this is what you should know right now.
4: There is several pieces of evidence that support this theory. The first one is the diet of proposed adventurers who use the Pacific coast to stable North, Ameri- North and South America. The diet focus was first suggested by American archaeologist John Erderson and colleagues beginning in 2007. Erderson and colleagues proposed that American colonizers were people who used using tanks, stemmed projectile points to rely on abundance of marine species, such as marine mammals like seals, sea otters, whales, dolphins, seabirds, waterfowl, shellfish, fish, and edible seaweeds. Supporting technology required to hang, butcher, and process marine mammals, for example, must have included sea boats, harpoon, and floats. Those different food resources are found continuously along the Pacific Rim. So, as long as the uh, earliest Asian to start out on the journey around the rim had the technology, they and their descendants could use it from Japan to Chile. And also, their natural conditions allow them to travel along the Cape Highway. By about 16,000 years ago, the North Pacific coast offered a liner migration route, essentially abstra- unobstructed and entirely at sea level, from Northeast Asia into the Americas. Recent reconstruction suggests that rising sea levels early in post glacial created a highly convoluted and ice rich. Coast island which coast along Beringia's southern shore conditions highly favorable to maritime hunter-gasters.
3: This kelp highway was just literally like highways of kelp. If you look undersea, it's just rows and rows of kelp that they would just follow along. It was just like... That was their map. That was their map, you know. There was a lot of map, mapping methods, but that was just, you know... It was kind of a constant thing. As long yeah. as you could find the kelp, then you could
1: find resources to live off of. It, it sounds like the general consensus is, like, no matter what, that, like, um, whether it was land or water, that um, it, it's pretty shallow there. So I think that both theories are, um, you know, very um, probable. Um, so could it,
0: they just see, like, the kelp? Because it was I mean, so I guess, shallow. I guess
1: so. But, uh, you know, something that's just really crazy to think is that, um, you know, these people came in through uh, Alaska and northern Canada. And they went all the way to the southernmost tip of, like, South America. And yeah. And it's, like, all
0: yeah. the— um, They followed the coast.
1: Yeah, and just all, like, the different Native American groups um, that came to be because of this. Um, and it's, it's pretty remarkable to think that this is kind of what uh, opened all that up. I think because this does take place in the
3: sea, it's harder to find evidence for because all the evidence just has been washed away. So when they are searching for evidence, they have to pick out a certain spot
0: and yeah. they'll search
3: that area. But it's still, the technology we have still isn't quite what we need to be searching underwater. Yeah. And so even though that this theory, you know, is getting popular, it's still hard to search for. Um, and what makes this theory, I think, really interesting is that it takes place before the Brain land theory. So it's not like yeah. they cancel each other out, but it's more like they might have coexisted, you know. And I think that applies to a lot of other theories as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that, for one, the um, the highway theory was like proposed in the 1970s. And that's, like, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, for that to be the idea, <clears throat> excuse me, that, like, it suggested they moved by water. Like, it took that long to uh theorize that they had boats so yeah we know they had boats is they're just like you know did they use them for that them? <laughs> yeah okay. so yeah
1: yeah that is a uh, that is pretty interesting it, it seems like that most of uh the research that has come out about most of these things um you know it's it's fairly recent um like i was reading that like even the the Bering land bridge theory wasn't really popular, um, until about like, it was like the 1930s. So all of this is just pretty like fairly recently, um, has become popular. And that's just pretty interesting to think that for a long time, people just didn't really think about it too much. Mm -hmm. They kind of just accepted that something happened and that, um, you know, it kind of it's was history. what
3: it was. It's like history. an interesting collaboration with history and science because science yeah. is always evolving. That's kind of what it's all about. And you have to use science to find Close the history. Evidence for history. Yeah. You know, in history, you just can't get more things revealed throughout time
0: yeah I think it's super interesting and I know that when we were researching like you said earlier Scarlett that there was a bunch of theories that came up but we just specifically covered these two what's most interesting to me is that it seems like um, I'm sorry what's most interesting to me is that it does not seem like anyone is sure really what actually happened so that's like cool that there's so many theories that like not exactly contradict each other but like uh, take different ideas and intellectually people are able to form different like theories about it and I always think that's interesting for sure
3: when I was researching I was learning about how they were using DNA evidence and they were specifically talking about a DNA gap between peoples and so mm. they were trying to find an explanation of why there was such a gap in this DNA evidence now I'm not a scientist so I don't understand what they're saying when they're talking about <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah. but I, I kind of got an idea that they're looking for something more and that's what right. they're still trying to look
0: for that's cool that. cool we're still, they're still continuing to look into this. So yeah, well, thank you for listening to our podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your day.